so happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, it won't be too bad. It's, it's okay. She's turned it down some. So we're, we've got some music in the background today. We're uh, going to dance and sing a little bit. Today we're celebrating. So um, welcome to Thanksgiving week, everybody. Bob, good to see you. I see you're not with us this morning. So we've got a full house here at the coffee shop getting some good coffee. I'll let everybody introduce themselves. I'm Rick Torson. This is Monday Morning Jumpstart. We partner with 321 Grow on Monday morning. So our podcast is, uh, jumps in on this one as well. Hello, Billy. Good to see you. So we've got a few guests with us. I'll show you and I'll let them introduce themselves. They've got to speak up. There's Angie, always here, bright and early. She's looking good. Angie, graphic icons, come on, promote your business. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't really want any more work, so it's okay. She's yeah, too sleepy today. We've got Dawn Lawless down there. I'm with Counseling Connections. She's she's the epitome of mental health, not mental illness, mental health. All right, Carrie, go ahead. And I haven't gotten a sign off for you before I go. Are you okay? Okay, go ahead, Carrie. Carrie Haskell, I'm a Gideon, and who happens to be an Amazon. There you go. And then we've got a new guest with us today. I don't know if we can see. Good morning, Larry Cox with Enchanted Rock. We provide uh, microgrid electrical power. Oh, wow. Enchanted Rock. I used to know an Enchanted Rock. um, It was a landscaping over in Pasadena. They were called Enchanted Rock. And uh, they did all of our landscaping when we, our first house, which was 30 years ago. So a little different Enchanted Rock, right? Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, welcome you guys. Bo, good to see you. Chris, good to see you. Good morning. Norma, good to see you. We've got a bunch of people jumping in this morning. So, well, this is, like I said, this is Monday Morning Jumpstart. Uh, we are at Pearland Coffee Roasters. We uh, have been over here for a few weeks now. Uh, the coffee kept drawing me back, and so I'm here. Uh, Dawn came to see if I was really here and why I left Counseling Connections for Change. She's in here in my accountability today, so, but it's okay. She's really not awake. She just looks like she's here, so probably like some of the rest of you who are still at home. Norma, do you have your slippers on? Are you up and ready to go today? That's all I want to know. So we're going to jump in. This is Thanksgiving week, and so I'm glad that you guys are all here. Uh, Thank you to the 321 Grow community that's jumping in. We are growing that. Um, It's a podcast community. You can join on your favorite podcast platform. Um, You know, it's really growing. I think we're up to 20 people now, so (laughs) that are regular subscribers. (laughs) So, no, it's fun. So we're having a good time. Um, but this week we're going <coughs> to, excuse me, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, obviously, because it's Thanksgiving week. Let me ask you guys a question, and you guys online are free to, to jump in. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Norma says hello to all of her friends, and she says, also you, Angie. So, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Norma, I'm throwing you under the bus. Um, have you ever said to somebody, or you've had it said to you, um, you know, you just should just be grateful? Right? Or you need to count your blessings. Or uh, if you just focus on the positive instead of the negative or the good, right? What, when you guys hear that or you've said that, what, what's, your, what's your thought? What's, your, what's going on? Are you either offended right away by, like, don't tell me what to do? <laughs> or, or does it make you stop and kind of think? What is that idea of, you know, be grateful or count your blessings? Mom used to always say that to me, right? You just need to be grateful. You used to be glad that you've got X, right? And uh, whatever, whatever that might be. But what's your, when you think about that, what's your thought? How does that make you feel that, with that projection or that thought? Be grateful. Count your blessings. What is it saying? You guys can jump in online. Go ahead. Hey, Ed, good to see you this morning. Allie, hope you're doing well. Go ahead. I was going to say, usually, uh, it usually comes after... I've asked for something, and, <laughs> and the answer the is no. Second, no. The second no, <laughs> uh, 
but sometimes you know you really kind of have to reflect on it yeah you know sometimes you're you're asking for a little too much and yeah maybe that person or that entity just can't provide right. what you're looking for at that time sometimes it's the assumption that it the, that we're ungrateful that we don't appreciate the things we have right um and then we come to thanksgiving we come to november and we decide we're going to be appreciative of everything or at least that's the mindset right but the busyness of the season and the chaos of the holidays sometimes keeps us from that as well our kids are turning their lists in and their lists in and their lists in of what they want for Christmas. And we're like, really? You know? Um, and so there's, it can be a little bit of a challenge. But the reality is um, we should count our blessings, right? The, ra- the reality is we are blessed people. We're blessed to live in this country. So you're, you're former, not former military, I guess you're always military, retired military, right? Um, you know, there's that, that idea that, that where we live is the greatest country in the world, no matter how many challenges no matter how many struggles, no matter how many um, issues we may face, we still live in the greatest land of freedom that we can live in. doesn't mean it's perfect. Um, but a lot of times we get going so fast, we, we're not mindful of, of giving thanks, which is what Thanksgiving is really about. This idea of living from gratitude, and you guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hey, Miranda, good to see you again this week. Um, particularly, I think it's hard. I think living from gratitude and thankfulness can be hard because what do we hear on the news all the time? Everything is neg- the airwaves are bombarded with with chaos, with problems. With I can't watch the evening news because the evening news they get a little bit of good of what's going on, and then you get this whole thing of this family in this situation downtown, or in a small home over here, or this break in here, or this abuse that happened here, or a little girl that's hit by a car. I mean, you just it's you're inundated with negative things with with trials with strife with it's it's not so good and and so this idea of being thankful sometimes is hard it's easier said than done because when you hear negative things what does it do to you physically when you're constantly hearing trials or challenge even if they're not yours but you're constantly around what do you what happens to you physically emotionally it brings you down it it brings you down It, it changes our disposition it changes our attitude. It changes the lens of which we're viewing the day. We could wake up excited and happy and ready to go for the day, and the first one we run into starts pouring into us all the negative things and the challenges, and all of a sudden your attitude and your energy matches theirs, right? I mean, it's, it's a real physical, emotional, relational thing that happens, right? So it's hard sometimes to be grateful. Anxiety, sadness, loss. Holidays are filled with memories, especially for a lot of us who have lost during the last year. And so being grateful, there's some people saying, what, what do I have to be grateful for? I just lost my spouse, or I'm going through this battle with my, you know, my child, or, or my parents, or, and, and that idea of being grateful can feel very foreign. It can be, feel very difficult. Um, but I want to challenge us today, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit, because when we push through, and, and I don't know what you guys think, good morning, Freddie, I, I don't know what you guys think, but when you push through and you seek to have a heart posture of gratitude, of thankfulness, and when you stop and realize the blessings that we do have, not the blessings that we don't have, um, I think it physically does something to us. It emotionally, and Don, you could probably speak into this more than anybody, it triggers certain things that causes us to get our head off of our feet and to pick them up and to see through a different lens. Um, it's not easy, and sometimes we don't feel like it. I, I talk about this all the time. Our feelings, while they're true, right? I, I would never doubt or deny someone their feelings, but our feelings aren't always based on a truth. 
they're real. I say that all the time. Feelings are real. They, they have absolute emotional impact on us, positive or negative. But sometimes those feelings come from a lie. They come from a place that isn't true. And so we grab them, we play it out, and the next thing we know we're in depression or we're sad or we're fearful or we've got anxiety, whatever it might be. And, and how do we get out of that place? Because it's like this spiral. It's a death spiral, right? My daughter's going through some, some counseling and some challenges that she's working through, and they talk about a shame spiral. That was new to me, right? But it's this idea of when shame comes and we feel shamed or however it happens, our mind just starts carrying it until we end up in the bottom of the pit. And then we're worthless, we're no good, we can't, we never will, right? And, and the only way out of those places is somehow to, I wouldn't say the only way, but one of the ways to begin to climb ourselves back out is to change the lens of how we're viewing ourselves and the things that we're hearing and the things that we're saying. So a lot of times that means, what do you, what do, you do to change the narratives around you? What do you do? How do you do that? And how, how do you guys get out of all of the cycle of the, the chaos of the noise around us that isn't positive? What do you guys do? How do you, how do you break out of that? Or do you break out of that? Do you just, it's become normal and you just live in it. Change what you're listening to. Change what you're listening to. Turn the channel. Guys, it's, it's a button. It's a knob. It's a, it's a, hey, Siri, or hey, Google, or hey, Alexa. Change the channel to something positive, right? Get around the people, different people. Surround yourself with people who have a different attitude, who have a positive attitude. And we're not all positive all the time, no. but, but it's finding those people that are going to encourage you and lift you up and speak life as opposed to speaking death over you. Hey, Jake, good to see you this morning, man. We miss you here in Fairland. Hey, Raymond, good to see you. I hope you're doing well. We were just talking about you at Metter the other day. Um, so here's the thing. Let me talk about this idea of gratitude for a minute. And it's in our notes. If you want a copy of the notes, let me know and I'll send you a copy. There's some blanks we fill out in here. But when we focus on what's missing or outside of our control, we always end up in self-pity. When we focus on what's missing or the things outside of our control, we end up in this place of self-pity. Here's another one. When we focus on the problems, we often end up in worry and fear. Right? Problems create worry. Can I solve it? Will it work out? Can I do it? Am I going to make budget? Can I make payroll? Right? We end up in this place of worry and fear. And when we focus on what's unfair, we hear that a lot these days, that's just not fair, we end up in a place of resentment. We start resenting other people or resenting a situation. Right? It's your fault that I don't have what I need. It's, it's, all of those can lead to a victim mentality, right? to where the world is out to get me, things are against me. There's, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, and, and sometimes I, I've heard people say this, you know, we talk about that seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And there is, what if that light's an oncoming train? <laughs> you know, okay. Just where our mind immediately goes to, it's like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah, Angie's like, wow, I wouldn't have even thought about that. But there's some people that look at light, they've, they've been hit so many times with so many things that, that it's hard for them to see that light as anything other than a train. Right? And sometimes that's hard for us to understand because we may not live in that place or walk in that place. But I've learned in my own life with my own family, even in my own experiences, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's not that we're going to all experience that one day because we will. The issue isn't experiencing it. The issue is how do we go through it and how do we get up out of it? Right? And that's, that's the challenge. I think that's where this idea of being thankful and grateful, not just a couple days out of the year or when someone does something for us and we thank them. But what about when someone doesn't do anything for us and we just thank them for being our friend? We thank them for being present. 
We're grateful for the relationship they used to have with us, even if that relationship isn't the same today as it was before. But at some point, those people sewed into our lives and they, they cared. Ed Thompson says, fair is what you pay to ride the bus. <laughs> Thank you, Representative Thompson. There's a reason why you are representative. So let's, let's look at this. But when we focus on what we have, right, which is the next blank, when we focus on what we have, we end up with thanksgiving. Right? When we focus on the solutions, we end up walking in peace. When we focus on what is good and right, we end up in blessing. When we're focusing on what's good and right, we end up in blessing. Now, I'm not going to say this right, but I've got a quote I found when I was doing this. Epictetus, you know Epictetus. He's, he's been around for a long time, a lot of our conversations. Pretty, pretty common table of uh, dinner talk conversation. Well, Epitech, Epi, mm-hmm. yes, so yeah. Epi, I call him Epi, he's my yes, friend, yeah, I call him Epi, yeah. uh, so I call him Epi. So Epi said this, do not grieve for the things which, has, which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. The, the, the wise person, the person that walks in peace, says they do not grieve for the things which they do not have, they rejoice for the things in which they have. They appreciate the, the blessings that they have. I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a lot of missions trips, and we think we're going to help people in third world countries. And we, we look at the depravity, not even third world countries, I've done mission trips in the mountains of Tennessee. And you go into these places where the families, where you can see the dirt under their floor, right? And, and they still have bathrooms outside of their house. And, and there's just a lot of depravity, a lot of brokenness. And all of a sudden, we have this well of compassion that goes, oh my goodness, I feel so sorry for them. There's this pity that comes up. But when you start talking to them and you start spending time with them for the most part, they don't look at their circumstances the way we do. And so all of a sudden we have this great empathy or compassion or, oh my gosh, how could you live this way? And they're, they're not looking at the circumstances of their environment. They're looking at their relationships, their family, the things they have. And they, they have a totally different perspective. Sometimes I think all the things we have causes our perspective to change a little bit, which is a challenge at Christmas, right? Because it's just about more things. So, Marinda says, doing something nice for someone else who is less fortunate, it reminds me of how much I have and their gratitude lifts me, right? There's something about being grateful for people, but there's something about when people show gratitude towards us, we don't want to say it, but it feels good, right? When someone thanks you or blesses you or says, man, you're such a good friend, there's something about that inside of us that says, man, I want to be that thing again. I want to do that again because I appreciate being when people acknowledge that. I don't need it, but when they do, there's something special about that. So here's the thing I believe. Our emotions are contagious. So I'm going to challenge you guys on today. Uh, Oslin, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in today. I'm going to, Barry, good to see you. Thanks for being a part of this. What kind of emotions are you carrying? If our emotions are contagious, what are you, what's the contagion you're carrying? What are you transmitting to other people? Right? What, is, what are you infecting other people with? You can't control other people, right? You can control yourself, but you're either going to impact or affect change in the world around you, or the world around you is going to impact and affect change inside of you. I don't know if I want to take that risk. We, we taught, started out with the world around us is, is a challenged place. There's a lot of pain, a lot of brokenness, even in our own families, our own relationships. If we're not careful, that world around us begins to impact our emotions and our feelings and our attitudes, how we treat people, how we love people, how we serve, how we give to people, right? Who don't deserve the junk they get from us sometimes. They just happen to be in our way. 
right? And so they get the pouring out of what's inside of us because we got squeezed. So emotions are contagious. Imagine the difference it would make if each of us individually and collectively decided to trade our complaining for thanksgiving. Just when we feel like, I'm gonna, I don't like the way you bake that turkey. I don't like mashed potatoes. You know, I like my green beans without the onions on the top, right? It's just that very thought that we don't think means much. But when we say those things to someone, it's saying, you, you're not good enough. You didn't do what I wanted. You're, you don't like it. It, it sends a message. What if we all just decided to take that complaining, which we all have... I don't say we have a right to do, I guess we do, but which we all wrestle with, and we turn it into a place of thanksgiving. Instead of saying what we're upset about or frustrated with, why don't we replace with, well, let me think about one thing I'm thankful for, right? One thing that I appreciate, one thing that I can, someone I can bless. When we trade our complaining for thanksgiving, when we give thanks, here's, here's what I believe, we magnify our blessings, right? Um, and we expand our ability to be a blessing, we, each of us, and all of you guys that are listening, hey, hey, Megan, good to see you. Uh, I believe this. We are blessed. Each of us are blessed, whether we realize it or not. But we're blessed for a purpose. We're not blessed to hold on to it. We're blessed to be a blessing. The whole point of being blessed is that we bless. And the more you bless, and if you think about Scripture, what God says, when you, when you become a blessing, you open up the ability to be blessed by God. When we actually become the hands and feet of God, he actually pours into us because we have nothing to give people on our own. What we have to give them is short-lasting. I can give you a temporary feel-good, but with Christ in me, Christ gives me everything I need to give to you what you need. He uses us as a witness and a testimony, not of perfection, not of not making mistakes, not of not being sad or sometimes spouting off and being angry. I don't expect any of you guys to listen to this and think that what I'm saying is we need to be perfect. It's ridiculous to think that. The issue is not challenge and strife that we go through. The issue is how do we go through it? And when we recognize that we've blown it, that something we've said or something we've done has been hurtful or spiteful or not positive, how do we respond to that? Do we own it and say, you know, Angie, I'm sorry. Yesterday when we were talking, I shouldn't have. I just got angry, but it wasn't you. It was something that was going on and you caught it. And forgive me for that, right? How many of us have the courage? If we would just do that, if we would just practice that, the, the dispositions we would change in people's lives and the ripple effect that we would begin to have where they would turn and they would give that away, say, man, it's good to say I'm sorry. It's good to ask for forgiveness. It's good to let other people know when we mess up because we're human. There's so many expectations on our kids in this generation to not make mistakes, to be perfect, to have it all together. To, and if you don't, we've got to hide it. Right? If I don't have it together, let me hide it. There's a great story in Scripture. Um, it was on the Sabbath, and, and Jesus was in the temple. And when he was in the temple, um, the Pharisees were trying to trick him. They were trying to find a way to, to lock him up, to discredit him, to devalue him. And so he knew that, right? Jesus knew things, right? He, just, he knew what they were trying to do. And so he decided he was going to make a point of something. And he was walking through, and there was a man there who had a withered hand. His hand was a mess, right? It just, it was withered from birth, I guess. I don't know, it doesn't say, but it was non-functioning. And he was in the temple. And they say, you know, you can't work on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to do anything, right? And so Jesus asked the man, he said, hey, show me your hand. That man had a choice in that moment of which hand to show him. 
Right. right? He had a withered hand and he had a good hand. We live in the place where we're always hiding our withered hand and showing our good hand as if the withered hand doesn't exist. And so we live in this facade that says we're all okay. The reality is we're not all okay. The reality is, is we all have withered hands. But that man didn't choose to show him his good hand. He chose to show him his withered hand, the hand that was crippled and unable to function. And it was only when he showed him his withered hand that he was able to receive the blessing and the healing for that hand to be made whole. But he had to risk. He had to risk being willing to show the brokenness, the lostness in an environment with, is it safe? Can I share this? And what's going to happen when I do? The challenge with us is we're the ones, right, that choose what we do when we see the withered hand or the good hand, right? We, we're either going to turn away or we're going to walk towards. We're either going to bless or I won't say we're going to curse, but we're going to not bless, right? And then for our own worlds, when we don't risk the fact that we're not all perfect, then we make everyone else around us think they have to be what? Perfect. When our kids don't see us making mistakes, they think it's not okay to make mistakes. When our employees don't see us repenting or asking for forgiveness when we blow it, they think, I can't blow it, right? And so it's that whole idea of, this idea of giving thanks, right? Being thankful with a grateful heart, the gratitude that we show for the life that we have, even in the midst of its challenges, right? I don't know what some of you guys think. Miranda says, I had to write an apology letter to a lady at Easy Tag. I'd love to hear that story, Miranda. <laughs> right? But, but that's so true, right? It's so, we have moments that we just act a fool. The issue isn't our moments of acting a fool. The issue is the very next moment. What do we do when we realize we've acted a fool? That's so much more powerful than walking away and thinking, well, I'll never see him again. It doesn't matter. And for Miranda to write a note, she probably had to go back out of her way to go write that note and to give it to that person and probably find that person if they weren't working, not knowing her name, just saying, the one I hacked off the other day that was sitting here, give them this. I mean, it's powerful. It frees, and here's what it does. It frees us, and it frees them. It demonstrates something more powerful than our stupidity, right? And that's grace, mercy, and forgiveness, which is really what we have to be thankful for. This Thanksgiving and this Christmas season, we talk about it every year, be thankful for the season, the reason for the season. I get all that, and we use that language a lot, but the truth is, what we have to be thankful for is our lives, is our salvation, is grace, right? This, this idea of, of the love of God that allows us to make right choices, the mercy of God, which says you don't deserve it, you deserve death, you deserve punishment, you deserve condemnation, you deserve wrath, you deserve me to reject you, yet mercy says I'm gonna love you anyways. We, we should be thankful for that, <laughs> you know? And so how do we show mercy? So during this Thanksgiving season, I just want to ask you guys this and challenge you with this. Take some time to breathe. We talk about timeouts. We talk about uh, taking moments to, to reflect. We, we talk about the ability to, to honor those who are here and those who are gone. I know if you've lost people this year, the holidays are hard. Use the holiday as a time to remember, to honor, and to give thanks for the people in your lives. Because it, it, we're always going to have that sadness. It's gonna, we're going to move through that. But when you stop and say, man, that person, my mom, who I lost a few years ago, it's been a while ago, but when we stop and give thanks and we remember the blessing they were, the stories, the, the encounters, the statements, the goofy things, all of a sudden our countenance begins. It doesn't mean we're not sad anymore. 
but our countenance begins to change. Mm -hmm. We become grateful and mindful. And then we're sharing the stories, right, with other people. And we pass that legacy on, that testimony on. So I don't know, that's, we're about at the end of our time, but um, any thoughts or any other things about Thanksgiving or stories or things that you guys have heard, anybody online? Norma says, be kind and love people. God loves unconditionally. Yes, he does, and he calls us to do the same. Not always easy. <laughs> yeah, so any, any other thoughts or comments from you guys here? Anybody else online? Just any thoughts about thankfulness and gratitude as we move into Thanksgiving this week on Thursday? I'm thankful that you provided this this morning. <laughs> well, good. Was, Me too. Yeah. Well, this is my first time. I really enjoyed it. Ah, well, we're, we're here every Monday. You can either come here or stay home with your PJs on. Either way, you're welcome to be here. <laughs> so Jake, Jake says, holding on to a fence is the killer of thankfulness. Uh, it, it really is. It really is. So my friends, thanks for jumping in. Thank you guys for being here this morning. Um, thanks for being real and living life out loud um, and doing it with us together. Uh, look forward to you guys being a part of this. The podcasts come out every Monday and every Wednesday a new podcast comes out. This will be a podcast that will come out a couple Mondays from now. Um, and then Wednesdays we do a new podcast on 321GROW. If you haven't joined us, come over. It's on all your favorite platforms. And then there's a private Facebook group. would love for you guys to be a part of the Facebook group as well. Um, ask to join. We'll, we'll get you in and we do a little bit more talking there, a little bit more sharing um, and building a community there. So thanks for being a part of this faith and business uh, opportunity. Thanks for being a part of Jumpstart. We'll be back next Monday morning at 7.15 here and on Facebook Live. So until next time, I'm believing that your best is yet to come and I believe that there's more. Uh, we were all created for more, no matter how successful or how challenged you are. There's more that God intends for you, more impact, more purpose, um, more blessing that he desires to give you and to use you in. So guys, thanks. Miranda, Jake, Bob, Norma, we appreciate you guys. Ryan, thanks. Uh, Megan, thank you. Thanks for jumping online and participating today. And we'll talk to you guys next Monday, 7.15 a.m. God bless. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start the week. Yeah. yeah it's like...